Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. We begin our number two of the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We are here at South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas. And Wes, before we went to break, I asked you if you believed in curses. Now, you know, Al Michaels, do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> do you believe in curses? Because some would say... That if you are on hard knocks, it ain't going to end well. Now, look, last year the Cowboys were the feature team on hard knocks. This is, of course, preseason. And they won the most games of any team that had ever been on hard knocks, 12. But they did lose in the first round of the postseason to the San Francisco 49ers, did not win a playoff game. It has been announced that the Arizona Cardinals will be this year's team to be featured on the preseason point of hard knocks. Because remember, last year – in season, they had this for the very first time, and the, your Colts mm-hmm. were the in-season Hard Knocks team. Now, if you look at this, and we'll date it back to 2012, numbers don't lie. Look at how many teams did not make the playoffs that were on Hard Knocks. Go back to 2012, Dolphins. 2014, Falcons. You got a Rams in 2016. Bucks in tw- Bucks 2017, pre-Tom Brady. 2018, Browns. Not a big surprise. 2019, Raiders. And then the Chargers and Rams, because they did the dual one. Well, okay, at least the, the Rams got there. And then the Cowboys last year at 12 wins. If you're a Cardinal fan, is this good news or bad news for your football team? Well, I think there's uh, some other bad news for the Cardinals besides being on hard knocks. And I'll <laughs> add to that. I know it's not on the graphic because it was the first in-season Indianapolis Colts. It obviously did not end very well no. for the Colts in that regard either. But uh Look, I think what the Colts, and we were talking about that uh, at the end of the hour, just over the break, the Colts, I think that late season hard knocks is like, hey, they got really good guys. They got, you know, Jim Irsay is kind of kooky and and, and whatnot. (laughs) So they had some guys that were, I think, likable, but then you looked at how they finished at the end of the season, and maybe it was a distraction because you went down to Jacksonville as two touchdown favorites. And lost. All you had to do was win, and you were going to make the playoffs. Well, you got wiped out. Yeah, you did, and it wasn't competitive. No. It wasn't even close. So, I mean, yeah, I understand why this hard knocks. Look, we like it as as fans, and we like it as betters because obviously it's entertaining content. Mm-hmm. But 
it's a little bit different. And look, more often than not, when you see these teams on hard knocks, they don't usually go with the absolute elite team. They don't go with the Super Bowl favorite because, number one, the Super Bowl favorite probably doesn't want the distraction where it's like, we don't want to deal with this stuff. You know, we don't want to have to put out this program and worry about it. So it's usually kind of a middle of the pack or maybe an upstart team or a team like on the periphery of doing something good, like in the playoffs. And that's where I think Arizona falls into. But you not only talk about the fact that, you know, the curse that we see in that graphic, but also look at the fact that Kyler Murray uh, not going to be in OTAs and still, I think, wanting to work out a contract and, and, you know, has been very unhappy. That was a topic leading into the draft. I didn't think anything was going to materialize and it didn't in terms of a trade. So you have that going on. You have a coach in Cliff Kingsbury. You, I don't want to say on the hot seat, but certainly not totally secure. I mean, I think you get a contract extension, but those sometimes are not really worth it. Right. Right. That doesn't mean they can't get ready. I mean, they can't buy you out and look, Arizona. I think they disappointed toward the end of the season. Uh, They started out hot where it's like, okay, maybe this team is for real. And then they did what they do is collapse at the end of the season. And then that first playoff game, of course, against the Rams, they got absolutely wiped out in that Monday night playoff game. But you have that going on. You have DeAndre Hopkins now suspended for six games. So now you add Hollywood Brown to that mix. And, you know, can he really replace DeAndre? I don't consider Hollywood Brown necessarily like a number one receiver on the level of DeAndre Hopkins. No. But nevertheless, you got to replace that. And, of course, you have characters. A lot of this is about having television characters because Hard Knocks is a television show. So, look, J.J. Watt is like, you know, uh, the the sweetheart of Sigma Chi to, like, mainstream media here, basically, <laughs> because he's so likable and what he did for TV Houston. Friendly. Yeah, during, like, you know, hurricanes and all that stuff and raised a bunch of money. Yep. So, like, J.J. Watt is the type of guy that gets, like, put on, like, the Today Show or The View or Good Morning America, and they kind of fawn over him. Oh, what a nice guy he is. So he's going to certainly be a part of this and really be front and center. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder with Arizona because this is a team that I don't know where they're going to go here because they're kind of in the middle because I don't think they're good enough to overtake the Rams. I'm not convinced that the 49ers are good enough to overtake the Rams in that division either, even though I think the 49ers are rated ahead of them. Arizona does have Seattle below them. And we know Seattle, I think is a total rebuild. We don't expect them to win very many games, but this is kind of a big season for Arizona and they're already off to a shaky start. And again, just to clarify here, Arizona will be the in-game portion of hard knocks like your Colts were last year. And Detroit will be the preseason focus of hard knocks. Now, before we switch the focus to, to Detroit, you mentioned Arizona, and I do want to point this out. We have news on Matthew Stafford today, too, from the Rams. He might not be able to throw until training camp. And the reason why I bring that up is because Jimmy G, we know his shoulder. He can't throw until possibly July, okay? So all of a sudden you have the two quarterbacks, and we don't know what's going to happen with Jimmy G, so Trey Lance looks like he's going to be the quarterback. Nine and a half wins for Arizona. Feels like oh, you're going to get plus money at that if you think they can get to 10. But the division feels down because right. I don't know what you what to expect from San Francisco. You mentioned Seattle. They're in a complete rebuild. And the Rams, okay, you hope Matthew Stafford, you hope everybody comes back just as hungry. No Von Miller there this year. It's going to be an interesting number that they have out there well, at nine and a half. Well, and keep in mind, Arizona, like the other teams in the NFC West, they got to play the AFC West this season. Oh, and boy. Look, first two weeks, you get Kansas City coming in. 
Then you got to go to Las Vegas and play the Raiders. You still have a date in Denver remaining. And then you also have the Chargers at home. And, you know, well, you, you could, could be 0-3 on that schedule with the Rams in Week yeah, 3. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, not, that's not an easy schedule. I mean, weeks 4 through 6, a little bit more manageable. But it's still two games on the road. you got to right. go to Carolina, and then you have Philadelphia at home in between, who we think is going to be improved. And then you go to Seattle. So this is not a very easy schedule. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of patsies necessarily on the schedule. It's not like they're playing the AFC South or maybe some of the weaker teams in, in divisions. You don't have a lot of, like, I think 100% lock wins. Just based on their talent, they're going to win a few. But still, you got to go to Minnesota. That's not an easy place to go mm-hmm. win. Uh, you have Tampa Bay coming in late in the season. You have the Chargers coming in. You got to go to Denver. That's not an easy place to win. So, yeah, you don't have, like, a lot of things where you just put a check mark by them, like no. on that graphic, on that schedule. So that's why I think you're seeing this heavily juiced to the under at nine and a half. So I, my proclivity would be find an alternative line there and get a better number and maybe play it at eight and a half because I'm with you, Wes. I look at this. This could be easily be an eight and nine football team uh, in my estimation just at first blush here, but we'll see how the season plays out. But a lot of question marks, as you mentioned. The biting kneecaps are going to be an interesting story. And, again, you mentioned it. They don't want to put on teams that, you know, have got the Bill Belichicks. And Dan Campbell is going to be interesting TV. Yeah, right? He's going to be a complete lunatic. He's going to be a nut. And if, if you know anything about Dan Campbell from his previous stints, even as a tight ends coach or whatever, if you've ever seen him, he's a wild man. So mic'd up at practice, Dan Campbell, yeah, I'm going to watch that hard mm-hmm. knocks. And I'm actually starting to buy in a little bit. Now, look, I am surprised when I look at the win total, six and a half for the Lions. So the, the betting market is anticipating a big bounce from Detroit. Look, they lost – in some of the most gut-wrenching ways possible. It was a 66-yard field goal from Justin Tucker last year to beat him. Doink! Yes. And it goes in, right, for Baltimore to somehow win that game. Kirk Cousins, KC8, Minnesota pulled off some voodoo to beat Detroit in one of those games as well. Like, you look at some of the ways they lost games last year and you go, man, they got to be better than 3-13-1. Remember, they had the tie at Pittsburgh. But seven wins? I got to go from 3-7 to seven to play the over? Are we jumping up a little bit too much? Well, maybe some of that is part and parcel of the fact that they expect Green Bay to kind of come to the pack a little bit. Chicago's obviously still a rebuild there with a new coach and a new general manager. Minnesota, I think probably the most stable team right now in the division, but it is kind of a big jump. And when I look at their talent, I don't think that they added like a ton of talent. Now, one of the things I think uh, Detroit has done and, I, and you could see by the last couple drafts, they're trying to get better in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And I think the offensive line with Penny Sewell, they have tried to address that. They yes. drafted Aiden Hutchinson, of course, uh, right there out of Michigan. So they are trying to improve at the point of attack on both sides of the ball. And knowing Dan Campbell, and you mentioned his identity, the the bite and the kneecaps, they do want to get tougher. And I and think that that's tougher. been, yes, I, I do as well. But you look offensively are there really any game breakers? I mean, there are decent players, you know, DJ Chark. They have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Platoon I'm on in the St. Backfield, Brown. And St. Brown. They drafted Jamison Williams, who is off that knee injury, mm-hmm. though, and traded up to get him, nevertheless, which was a, a little bit of a head scratcher. I like the Hutchinson pick, and I like the offensive line. I think it's going to get better with Decker there at left tackle, who was a first-round pick, Penny Sewell on the right side. So, I think that offensive line is going to gradually improve. I don't know if Jared Goff is really the long-time solution, but he's their current starting quarterback, mm-hmm. and he is going to be for the interim. So 
Yeah, this seemed like a lot, I, I, I think, in terms of a gap. I, I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't have improved, you know, and maybe been five and a half or even six. Six and a half looks a little bit rich, but I'm not necessarily rushing to bet the under. Yeah, I, I'm with you. This could be an interesting team. And, again, they are on the rise. But when you said, you know, Green Bay is supposed to come back to the pack, our producer, Brian Ortega, the look of consternation on his face. I know, face. Yeah, I know. Oh. He was kind of pissed at me. He, that did kind of throw me off. I saw a vehement head shake. No way. As long as they got 12, they got a chance. I said the market. I didn't say I think that they're going to, <laughs> but the market. And look, uh, we got to see, okay, can Aaron Rodgers kind of do what Tom Brady did in New England for so many years? And 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 the New England Elevate. years where he didn't have Randy Moss, right. you know, of course. But where you get kind of like middling receivers and you make them superstars and you know, we'll see. Green Bay, I still think, is the rival favorite, but Minnesota maybe could be coming. New identity there with uh, Kevin O'Connell as the head coach. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins finally getting an offensive coach, I think, is a very good thing for him in a contract year. I will just say this. I played the over 11 Green Bay, never a sweat last year. I might be taking the under this year. <laughs> so here comes another look of consternation <laughs> our way. When we come back, let's talk some fucking home party line right here in Vista, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page, rather, will show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, and now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see all the changes in the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. And very quickly to that point, Steve Mackinnon, who we're going to have on tomorrow right here in the Lombardi line, always talks about the importance of the betting splits. 
Wes, can you just explain to the layman out there why it is so important to know where the, the money is moving, where the public is betting? Because a lot of times that's not the side you want to be. Well, on. I think and, and look, I think you have to kind of take this into context as well when you're looking at betting splits. I don't think you want to over okay. emphasize it necessarily, but typically betting, betting splits will let you know, OK, where the ticket count is and where the money count is. And mm-hmm. it's the money that's going to move and not necessarily the tickets. Because the one thing about, like, the ticket count, you don't necessarily know what tickets are what. You don't know if it's big money or if, like, all the tickets are lopsided because you've got all the smaller bettors betting on something like that. So you don't necessarily know what that's going to be. Money count, usually a little bit more of an, an indicator. Mm-hmm. And, and and in certain sports, too, like when you think money moves the market, that the – I think the misnomer is that only sharper money moves it can the market. Be public money. Public money can absolutely move, especially like on an NFL Sunday yeah. where it's really lopsided and whatnot. But looking at the betting percentages, and I think I, I got a tweet here from a recurring guest here on VSIN, Chris Anook at Las Vegas Chris, and he's like, I don't care what the bet percentages are. I would rather see the list of rejected or limited bets, but they're never going <laughs> to give us that because we know, uh, look, uh, we had uh, one of our colleagues deal yeah. with the rejected bet here, James Salinas, a few weeks ago on the draft that uh, clip went viral on Visa and you could still get it out there on the Twitter machine, mm-hmm. uh, made a, a certain Mr. Portnoy very mad over there at Barstool. But anyway, I digress. But Betting splits, I think you want to use it as a tool, but don't necessarily be like, okay, I got to side with this because the betting splits tell me that. Everything is different. Every game is its own like little unique organism, if you will. So don't necessarily play that across the board. Use it as a tool, not as a crutch. Uh, it's a great advice. And again, uh, that's why you do need to check that out uh, because it is important information that you can use, but you don't need to, as you say, be married to it. Use it as, as a guide sometimes, or it can be your friend, but you don't need to be married to it all the time. Okay, let's talk some puck because we do have two Two games on tap tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We talked a little bit about this very quickly with Will Hill in New York, and I thought you posed the question the right way, which is, in New York, Madison Square Garden, the world's most famous arena. The Mecca. <laughs> Did you hear that, JVT? It is the Mecca, it Madison the Mecca. Square Garden, right? I love the Mecca. Is there, is there life back in this series now with the Rangers, the Blue Shirts, getting on the board here? And again, a series really doesn't begin until you win on home ice. And I know Will kind of likes Carolina a little bit, maybe a, a small lean there. He's rooting for the blue shirts. What do you make of this game for tonight? Yeah, I am on Carolina for the series, and it is two to one. It's become really a goaltender duel. Now, we would have thought going in, when when was Freddie Anderson going to come back for the Hurricanes? He had been so great for, or for them this season, but it's been the journeyman, Auntie Ranta. He has been terrific, and he has taken over uh, – you know, he, you know, he's been really good in this series. Uh, but Igor Shosturkin, I think, kind of starting to find his form a little bit. Yeah, ninety-five point six save percentage in three games so far. Uh, and look, if the Rangers can match that effort, then they're going to take this back to Raleigh, two to two, I think, because that was kind of what happened in the first round with the Rangers. Is that Shosturkin? I think got a lot of the blade and the save percentage was obviously way down from the 95.6 that we're seeing here in the conference semifinals, Mm -hmm. but it was down because the Rangers weren't blocking any pucks and they weren't stopping the Pittsburgh Penguins from going up and down the ice. I actually had the Rangers in the first round series and I got very, very lucky. We always remember our bad beats, but we don't remember our lucky wins. I was very fortunate to get the blue shirts home because look, Sidney Crosby missed missed game game. six with the uh, concussion symptoms. Uh, Of course they had their goaltender, uh, uh, 
Luis Domingue had to be, he was their third goaltender, was basically their goaltender for the full series because Pittsburgh had had, had some injuries at that position. So the Rangers eventually got home. I think Carolina is the better team. They're pretty even when you look at even strength, the five on five, but Carolina is such a good defensive team and mm-hmm. they just grind you down. And I'll be interested to see if they are going to get the Tampa Bay lightning. And uh, by the way, like I said, I've got good series equity here. I do not have it in the Florida series because oh. I lost that series uh, How about as that? Tampa Bay swept the Florida Panthers last night. And you know what? You ever make a bet, Dave, and I'm sure we all do this as betters. I don't care how long you've been doing this, where you make a bet, and then after the result, you're like, oh, that makes sense. Not becoming prisoner of the moment, and you make a bet, and you feel really stupid about it. No doubt. The the Florida Panthers series is something I feel very stupid about. And look, uh, they only scored three goals in four games. I mean, you're not going to win a series. No. But nevertheless, the Tampa Bay Lightning, by the way, have won 10 straight playoff series. How do you uh, – that's very tough to fade here. And look, I think if they get – Number one, if they get the Rangers, they're going to be big favorites. But even over Carolina, they may be small favorites here. That might be if Carolina advances, that might be where I look to go against the Lightning because now all of a sudden you're an underdog and then you have that role reversal, that flip of favorites, and you become the favorite. But nevertheless, Carolina is going to have to take care of business against the Rangers. And Rangers got the win, and I think the home crowd in the Garden absolutely made a difference for these guys because they they looked a little lifeless early on. No doubt. And before we move on to the Western Conference, I I do want to stay right there with Tampa Bay because now they're the second betting favorite to hoist the cup for a third year in a row. I'm seeing market wide about uh, plus 250, plus 260 out there. Colorado is still now the smallest favorite, a little bit plus money, about plus dollar 35. And you can understand why, because Colorado right now, uh, the blue nut right now is 80 to 1 to come back, mm-hmm. not only win that series, but still win and the cup. And Jordan Bennington, by the way, looks like he's out for the rest of the series for St. Louis. Colorado, actually, and they've been down. They've given up the first goal, I believe, in four straight games. St. Louis got aboard one nothing. Mm-hmm. They led after the first period. Then all of a sudden, in about three or four minutes, it was 3 to 1. You look away, and then you, you flip back to the channel. It's like, how the hell are they down three to one? And then Colorado took it over. Now St. Louis pulled within one and then Colorado got the uh, goal in the third period. And then the late empty netter to make it six to three, but yeah, they just overwhelm St. Louis with talent. And then you wonder how long the flames and the Oilers are going right. to go. Are they going to beat each other up uh, battle of Alberta, by the way, game four tonight, Oilers now at the two, one lead. So there we go. And I look at those futures markets there and I go, okay, I can understand why the blue, why the blues, obviously the blue note 80 to one down three, one. Rangers 20 to one. And yes, your point about if they did come back and beat Carolina, they'd still be a sizable underdog to Tampa Bay in the Eastern conference finals. Is there any value in that number for Tampa Bay for you knowing that they're in the finals? They're probably rooting for, for the blue blue shirts to make this at least a seven game series, make this a knockdown drag out affair to have a quote unquote easier pathway to the finals. Yeah. It's a little bit low for me. I don't know if it's necessary and that doesn't mean low prices can't have value, but look, I think Carolina, if they can get out of this series and take care of business against the Blue Shirts, they that I would like them a little bit as an underdog in this series over the Tampa Bay Lightning because Carolina is just one of those teams. It's kind of like old school hockey in a new school hockey environment because we've seen all these goals and all these defensemen that take chances and get out of their zone and just a little bit more wide open style of hockey. But I think Carolina is one of those teams that played very disciplined. And another team that plays very disciplined is the Tampa Bay lightning. I got to give them credit because they can kind of overwhelm you a little bit with the talent. But one of the things that I think that we're losing spot of is yes, Andre Vasilevsky has been 
He's been great. tremendous. He could be, you know, the MVP of the playoffs. Absolutely. But if you've watched that Tampa Bay and Florida series, Tampa Bay was bringing the pressure really the whole time. And one of the things that they were doing, and that's what they call it. You'll see like Eddie Olchick and you'll hear a lot of the NHL commentators say, pay the price. And Tampa Bay absolutely pays oh, the no price. Doubt. They block shots. They block. Mm-hmm. They lead the playoffs, I believe, in block shots and had 18 more last night. And yeah, Vasilevsky, look, he's making a lot of the saves and, you know, not letting anything behind him. But when you've got a defense that is willing to do that, and I think that's just a sign of a championship veteran team. They know what they have to do, you know, to get this going. They can't just rely on Stamkos and, you know, and all these guys right. that score goals all the time. So they have to be able to rely on their defense a little bit and help their goaltender out. And that's what you've seen. Like Stamkos hasn't even been his usual nope. self in the playoffs. Kucherov's been very good, but I think it's been Colton that was actually their leading scorer here for goals with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So they're more than just a couple of the featured guys. Uh, Palat got on the board last night. Pat Maroon got on the board. So they've got so many guys that can beat you. So they're going to be the favorite no matter who they play in the Eastern Conference Finals. And they had two goals disallowed. Yeah. And and John Cooper just threw a tantrum. He actually smiled at one point, And I think he actually went, I don't believe it. Yeah. I was like, my God, they're going to have to find him for that outburst. Mm-hmm. He's just so calm, cool, and collected yeah, yeah, yeah. all the time. You're, you're not allowed to have outbursts. You're not allowed to have passion <laughs> in, in, in playoff series. You're not allowed to have any hatred. We've all just got to, you know, change jerseys and post for selfies at the end of these playoff that, games. And it's like, is the, there's just no, you know, we can't have any heat. But all kidding aside, he is the perfect. He just, he's emblematic of that team. They don't get flustered. And he, even when breaks go against him with those goals being disallowed, just cool as a cucumber. And what do they do? Win, 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 win. That's what Tampa Bay does as they move on to the Eastern Conference Finals. When we come back, let's talk a little bit more Major League Baseball uh, and some trends that we're seeing out there. Maybe they can apply to some of the games today. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. For only $39, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB Best Bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. You're going to have lots of NFL preseason. Yeah, NFL is just around the corner. Not to mention, continue best bets, premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. We talked about the PGA Championship uh, earlier in the program. You had... Justin Thomas, I believe, 17 to 1. Cash that ticket, West Reynolds. Check mark. On fire. You know, it was interesting. So I was listening to the guys on the Golf Channel, Paul McGinley and, and uh, Brandel Chambly and company. And Paul McGinley threw something out. Now, you remember, you know this. He was a former Ryder Cup captain for Europe. Yeah. He said what he'd like to see happen at the PGA Championship, because you can't do it with Augusta National and you can't do it with the United States Open or the Open Championship, which is the British Open to us. 
But he says you could take the PGA Championship on the on the run. You could take it on the move, and you could put it overseas. You could put it say in Australia. You could put it in Europe. Would you like now? Right now, it's PGA Tour. It's of America, right? But there are PGA touring pros and coaches, right, all across the globe. So the PGA Championship does feel like the one that would be able to be mobile. Wes Reynolds, would you like to see? Because by the way. The last seven champions of the PGA Championship, all American. Mm-hmm. Americans have dominated now. Do you think it'd be more fair to the Euros, to the Aussies, to everybody else out there to take this championship and put it on the move? Honestly, no. And look, I, I am pro international golf. And look, I, I wish guys would play a little bit more, you know, and go kind of across the pond. We see so many European and international players that play on the PGA Tour. Many of them have residences in the United States. And we don't often see as many Americans go play on the DP World Tour, which is the old European Tour. I'm right. still not used to calling it the DP I know, World it's Tour. An odd but, name. but I think the fact of the matter is, and, and, and a lot of this might be predicated on the fact that you have this LIV golf that is funded by the Public Investment Fund, mm. which we know is funded by the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. We don't need to go into the human rights record nope. uh, and, and, and all of that. It's not good, the, no, it's not. Uh, there are some uh, nefarious characters. Yes. at least from the money behind this, that Greg Norman is kind of functioning as like the figurehead or the ex-official commissioner. And I think maybe part of Paul McGinley's take there comes from the fact that there's a little bit of a threat. And I think it's maybe more mm. of a threat to the DP World Tour. Look, if the top guys aren't going to leave the PGA Tour, the Justin Thomases, the Rory McIlroys, the Scotty Schefflers, Dustin Johnson, Rom, they've all come out and said, we're committed to the PGA Tour. This is where we are going to be into, and a lesser extent, the DP World Tour. But... I think that they're the tour that's a little bit under threat right now because one of the reasons why is because the prize money hadn't gone up. And I was reading a column. I, I'm not sure if it was Golf Digest or Golf.com, and it was anonymous players kind of speaking a little bit. Like, the prize money here is like the same as it was 15 years ago, and that's something that the DP World Tour has got to deal with. I think what eventually is going to happen is the PGA Tour is going to, op- is going to buy the DP World Tour. Okay. And they're going to operate it as a separate tour but get some more money Get some more sponsorship. Get some, you know, maybe improve the TV package or do something to get more revenue and just some more cash flow flowing in that tour as a way to kind of counteract this new potential Saudi-backed live golf tour. But I love international play, but they do already have the President's Cup and the Ryder Cups uh, as international, and you have one major, of course, the Open Championship. So uh, I would not be, I understand where Paul McGinley is coming from, but I would not be with that. I can tell you, that's a very interesting take that you have. And I had not done the correlation like you just did with the Live Tour. But I think you're exactly spot on. That maybe where, and I don't know if that's exactly where Paul McGinley was coming from, but I think there are some tentacles there. Yeah. That, that Look, the PGA Tour, and I know there's been a lot of consternation because Phil Mickelson wasn't there to defend his crown, and we know the reasons why. And it's all tied to this Live Tour. Ricky Fowler, by the way, was asked about this before the right there at Southern Hills this week in Tulsa, and he said, "I haven't made up my mind yet." Right, and I think that rubs some people the wrong well, way. Look, and and we talked about it with Rex Hoggard. There is a lot of money. There's a lot of promised prize money. This event that's supposed to be happening in London in the second week of June, the week before the U.S. Open, it's like a twenty-five million dollar prize pool. They're not close to that on the DP World Tour. And that's why I do think McGinley was coming from that because McGinley, of course, you mentioned Ryder Cup captain. Well, 
The Ryder Cup, at least on the European side, is overseen by the European now DP World Tour. So obviously he is going to have a loyalty to that tour over this this new live tour. Sure, no question about it. So the, the, these are the, the type of discussions that are happening now in the game of golf, and I do think they all stem, to your point, from the live tour, and that's why you start throwing out these other options because, look, I, at first blush, I think that – that sounds pretty cool to me yeah. that if you took it on the road every five years, the PGA Championship away from the United States to somewhere else, and maybe that kind of gets that global golf, build yeah. the game, grow the game type feel. And but that is a good point. And from a betting perspective, too, look, I'll be, I haven't asked around to the bookmakers. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they're going to go ahead and put this live tour up, even though it's going to be a smaller gonna, field. That's going to draw interest. Yeah, they're going to have, they're going to put it up. Look, if it's available to bet, they will go ahead and put it up. I mean, you have some people, not so much here in Las Vegas, because the handle be so small, but in some of these book, uh, these sports books in multiple states, mm-hmm. you'll have even the Corn Ferry Tour up, and especially some of the offshore, you know, faraway place type of books. You'll have the Corn Ferry up. You'll have the Champions Tour up. You'll have the LPG Edge. So I'm sure the Live Tour is going to be booked here, not only in Las Vegas but across the country. Let's stay a little bit off the beaten path because I love these type of discussions, and I'm sure you've had this happen, Wes, to you so many different times, where somebody's like, "Hey, Wes." Can you go ahead and I'll Venmo you 20 bucks. Can you put in this, this wager for me, sir, since you're in the great state of Nevada? How, how, where, where do you stand on that? Because I've had some people do that, and some of my buddies, and then they, they'll Venmo me the money if they lose, what have you. But then you might get in those dicey situations They're like, man, I'm not the bookmaker. I, look, I, I don't want to take all the action, mm-hmm. but different states across the country, you can do things in certain states that you can't in others. Where do you stand on that where somebody would be like, hey, Wes, you place this for me? I, I, I get asked that all the time, to be honest with you, uh, especially from uh, folks that don't have betting in their jurisdiction. So you understand, like, right? Hey, can you bet? And it's usually like a future. It's usually like a Super Bowl future. Hey, you know, put 50 bucks or 100 bucks on this golfer to win the Masters or the U.S. Open or, you know, somebody wants to bet like a college basketball future and whatnot. So that's what I usually get. So, look. I'm willing to do that, and and look, it it depends on the amount of number, but just on the basis of a culture, I am a a proponent of tipping culture. Oh. I don't care how much it is. I don't care if it's a fifty dollars bet or uh, you know a five hundred dollars bet or five thousand or fifty thousand. You do tip. I think that you tip your ticket writer. And I know some people are like, well, all they did, I gave them the information. All they did was print out the ticket. You know, this is a service business out here in Las Vegas, guys. And these riders, that is a very thankless job, especially if you're doing it at the counter with a ticket rider. Being a ticket rider can be a very thankless job. And you work a lot of long hours, especially like on big event weekends, like Super Bowl weekend, sure. or the NCAA tournament, or something like that, or any NFL weekend for that matter. And you're working long hours. You're working weekends, Saturday, Sunday. You're working back to back 10, 12 plus hour shifts. You absolutely tip them. So, yeah, I would tip somebody if, you know, if they took the time to place the bet for me. It depends on how big it is. You know, obviously, if it's only 100 bucks, or maybe leave you – maybe they buy you a beer or something, and that pretty yeah. much covers it. But, yeah, I think you absolutely should tip. If you're taking the time to place a bet for somebody, they should absolutely give you a little something. something. I hope you're listening, America. So anytime you ask us to place one, we win it for you. Go ahead and throw us a little something, something. Hey, but it is nice because we saw that this week where we had a couple people tweet at us and say, I want to buy you guys a beer next time for the information we gave out on Justin Thomas. Uh, As we kept saying, he was a viable play, 20 to 1, maybe to get back in there. And some people did hop in there, and now they're kind enough. They're like, hey, we want to buy you beer next time we're Mm -hmm. at Circa. So do those those niceties, if you will, for the people. 
absolutely. Lot and and I, that that's one thing that will set me off, and I don't get set off by much. But when I see people not getting tipped, it's like, what are you doing here? You always tip, especially here in Las Vegas, and you're expected to do so because they're providing you services. No so, you know, you absolutely, I always say, tip your ticket riders. I don't care if you won 20 bucks, leave a dollar or leave two dollars. I'm not I'm not asking you to leave 30, 40 percent right. of what you won here, but you know, like if you bet one ten to win a hundred and you win a hundred bucks, leave the juice, leave the ten bucks for the ticket riders. Right, it's very good. And again, it's good karma, I think, too. Because you know, we talk about superstition and gambling all the time, right? So like I don't know if you believe in mushes or if you want to fade people that are ice cold, but sometimes karma does come mm -hmm. around. So mm -hmm. uh, we're not saying that, that that's the way you're gonna win be, or lose be, your way. Be wages. very careful doing that though. I mean, do your own handicapping. I mean, sometimes you could play a little bit of handicap the handicapper if somebody's good. You know, listen to everyone but don't but follow no one is what a wise man once told me so uh don't try to do that too much in terms of okay this guy's cold so i could fade him because he's one day away from all of a sudden burning you and getting hot right so you'll you be, never oh, know. the day i went against him he goes five and oh yes so again do your own handicapping too use all the information to make your best determinations great advice from west Reynolds. all right when we come back we will talk a little bit more about the nba we do have a game on tap could be a closeout scenario come on back don't body on a decent these books betting now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center. Center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, come on out. Convert those BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located in the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. So sign up today with BetMGM or log on to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. 
Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Lombardi Line right here on VEASAN. And we do have a possible closeout scenario tonight in the NBA. We talked about it a little bit off the top of the show. It has not exactly been the, um, shall we say, the most drama-filled NBA playoffs <laughs> to date. 3-0 with Dallas trailing. And we mentioned they're 30-1, to Wes, to come back and win this thing. Nobody in the history of the NBA playoffs has come back from an 0-3 deficit. So before you see that number, remember, history is not on your side. Does Golden State close it out tonight, or would he at least get a game five back in the bay? I tend to think so, but I'm probably not going to bet the side here because, look, uh, when you still got a star like Luka Doncic, even though his 40 was not good enough on Sunday, he's capable of at least carrying them to one game. So I, I know, you know, if I had to, and I still may decide to do so later in the afternoon, and I'll post some plays usually on our best bets mm-hmm. page at vcin.com. Uh, we post that throughout the afternoon. I know the morning email comes out for the overnight shows and the morning shows, and then obviously the afternoon programming on this network. That's where you want to check for those plays from the edge and from betting across America and my guys and Danny Burke's rush hour show, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out at vcin.com if you are a member and just looking at this right now, I would lean a little bit to golden state. Mm. I just think that maybe they learn from that Memphis game where it's kind of like, you know, the, the term, what is it? F around and found out. Yeah. And that's what they did. And Memphis absolutely destroyed them in that game. It's like, Oh my God, what is going on here? But Golden State, I just think that th- this is a tougher matchup for Dallas because, look, uh, Luka cannot hunt, like I was saying earlier, he cannot hunt for those pick-and-roll mismatches necessarily here because you don't see the Warriors. They'll switch a little bit, but they won't switch all the time like Phoenix did in, in that first series, in that first-round series, or the second-round series, I should say. So Golden State, they they have guys that are capable of manning up, even though they have a couple guys that individually are not the best defenders. Like, I don't think anybody would say Steph Curry is necessarily the best defender. Right. He is not, nor is necessarily Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole. But they play with such a team concept, and Draymond really is the linchpin. Boy, he is. I think of that defense. And, you know, when you play with an elite defender like that, it makes you a better team defender. Maybe not necessarily, okay, well, I'm just going to check this guy the whole game and I'm going to be able to get stops. They're not going to be able to do that. But, you know, you see what I I think Dallas is trying to do, and it's really been Steph Curry, I think, has kind of been the MVP for the Warriors this series. 28 points, 8 rebounds, 6.7 assists, 48% from the floor from three-point range in this series. And he's able to get the ball out of his hands because what you see Dallas try to do, they try to blitz screens or they try to double team him. Well, that's going to leave pool open or that's going to leave clay open or that's going to leave Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. He's been great. I talk about Draymond being the linchpin of this team, but Andrew Wiggins, when he goes off, they're the best team in the league. No they're, question. They're, they're, I don't want to say impossible to beat because it, that's not the case, but they're really tough to beat when Wiggins and maybe he does it about every couple games where Andrew Wiggins kind of reminds you, like, why did Minnesota give? They just, like, gave him away to Golden State. And Number now, one uh, pick in the draft. And Andrew Wiggins is not sweating that because he looks like uh, he may have a very good chance at a ring here. Uh, so, look, uh, uh, 250 was the opening price, by the way, in this series. where you So you could tell by that price that Dallas was getting respect going yeah. in. But they've been outmatched, really, in three of the in three of these series. So, 
you haven't seen like a huge adjustment because it's tough to make big adjustments in the series. But if this line, this line is Dallas minus one here. So it would be like Golden State minus seven at home, which is just a half point adjustment from where we were in games one and games number two out in San Francisco. So I lean Golden State, but uh, what I may end up doing is going with the over here. And I know conventional wisdom in a closeout game is to say, okay, go with the under here because it's going to be tight. They're going to be afraid not to make a mistake. But, you know, that might be when the series is tied 3-3. Three to three. This is 3-0 here. So, look, Dallas has got to go. I mean, they, they got to they do what they do, and they got to shoot a lot of threes because they're not a team that's going to score at the rim with very much proficiency. So that's what they got to do. And, obviously, if they make them, this is going to soar over the total. You know, it's interesting, too. We talked about this in the, the futures market in the NHL. How about this for the NBA? So now the Warriors are the betting favorite to win the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy here. And that is minus, I've seen about $1.55 market wide. The C's are the second betting favorite, about plus 230. Can you, you understand why? 2 2 yeah. uh, death match right now with Miami. But how about this? The Heat right now, you can get them. Over $5, about plus 550 is what I'm seeing market wide to win the NBA championship. And the Mavs, we mentioned 30 to 1 just to win the series, 60 to 1 to win the title, obviously being down 0 3. What what do you make of the the way that the the markets are adjusting for the other two in the East and now Golden State, for all intents and purposes, in the finals? Yeah, at this point, with only four teams, I'm not likely to bet any of those. Obviously, if you're looking at a price, Miami at around $5 because Miami does, if this goes game seven, you do get game seven at home right. being the number one seed in the East. So that would be the one. Look, no interest in Dallas. They're not winning four games. No. So I think that's just burning your money here. So Golden State, I think the absolute rightful favorite uh, to go ahead and get the Larry O'Brien trophy, obviously in very good position. I'm interested to see if they come out with the sense of urgency, though, that they didn't have. And that's why I did kind of like the over because I think they're going to want to close these down. But I think when you got a 3-0 lead and you kind of know that, do you get a little bit lax defensively? Mm -hmm. Like the offense is going to be there and it's going to stay consistent. But do you get a little bit of lax where it's like, hey, we just got more dudes than they got. We got more talent up and down the roster. You got Luca playing with a bunch of second round picks, essentially, like J.J. Redick was saying yesterday. So we can just out talent, out shoot, out score these guys. So maybe I think we're going to get some more points than we expect tonight. It is amazing, too, because, again, you, we were hearing that if the Celtics came through, they might be the favorites, the small favorite over Golden State. But right now, Golden State is the favorite because we don't know who's going to come out of the East. I'd be surprised that it wasn't around a, maybe a pick em. Maybe Boston would be a slight favorite if it is, in fact, Boston and Golden State as you look ahead to possibly trying to get the best of the number. But I'm with you. The only way that I would play that right now would be Miami if you really wanted to get the best of the number over $5 right now if you think they can really get by Boston, which I do if they were healthy, but they are not. No, I don't think so. And look, I like my Celtics position yeah. at plus 120. I've got a little small piece of an Eastern Conference future, so uh, not doing anything to get off that at this stand. No, if they were a healthy ball club, that'd be a different story here, but I, they just right now look like the walking wounded. Uh, very quickly, in the final couple minutes we have, Wes, I just wonder if there's any games in Major League Baseball that catch your eye. One that caught mine a little bit, we talked about the White Sox a little bit and how Boy, there's just not been a solid play. Lucas Giolito goes to the bump today, and they are solid favorites over the Boston Red Sox, which are finally showing some signs of life. Rich Hill on the bump today for the Sox of the it's Red. A, it's actually uh, Dylan Cease. Oh, Dylan Cease is going to yeah, be Dylan going. Dylan Cease okay. and Nick Pavetta are the matchup tonight, at least unless we've had a pitching change. Okay. But, yeah, looking at this here, uh, 
Look, Boston Red Sox have been disappointing, but they've gotten back to within three under 500. So uh, Nick Pavetta so far, two and four on the season, a uh, little bit better on the XFIP, about a half run better at 370. And then Dylan Cease about the same. So initial first glance here, I have not bet this. It is down to seven and a half. I'd prefer eight, but I do agree with the move to the under. I think you've got some positive regression for both of these teams, or at least both of these pitchers per se. You know, when you bet the Dodgers, the best way to bet the Dodgers has been money line. Right or excuse me, run line. Give up the the run and a half because when they win, they normally win big, like they did yesterday against the boys in D.C. Same scenario here. We got to lay a little bit more. Look, it's over two dollars. You want to pay two twenty just for the Dodgers to win. But then you look at that run line. You go minus a dollar thirty. Would that be the way you'd attack it for L.A.? I usually don't like to lay a lot of run lines in baseball. Sometimes I take them, especially with an underdog when the total is getting bet to the mm-hmm. under, like when it goes from seven and a half to seven, because I think that that just gives you that much value, more valuable taking that half run. Uh, price has gone in the favor of the Nationals here because Mookie Betts is not expected to be in the starting lineup, but we know the Dodgers have plenty of depth. It is Walker Bueller against Josiah Gray. Washington, their pitching woes continue. Adon last night got hit around Patrick Corbin, uh, even though he was uh, decent over the weekend. Finally, the Nats, uh, it, trouble time for the Nats. I'm looking at 14 and 29. Oh I knew that they were not very good, but. They're almost approaching Cincinnati Reds territory. Cincinnati's only two games back in the win column from not being the worst record in Major League Baseball. So that's at least a small victory for the Natty. Yeah, they've gotten off the deck a little bit here and played better baseball. I don't know if it's uh, coincidental. That's when Sean King said he might think about taking them as a long shot to come back and win. Sean King is burning that money with one of his uh, (laughs) great cigars that he likes to smoke. Fantastic cigars. Uh, Certainly want to thank Will Hill, Brian Ortega, Wes Reynolds. Always enjoy the conversation, my friend. Don't go anywhere. We got you covered all afternoon and evening long right here on these and these sports betting now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.